Church, let us uh, go now to the Word of God, that is, uh, the truth as God has given it to us this day. It's always good to get anchored in the Word of God for the day uh, before prayer uh, and applying that living Word to our lives. So key as people of faith. So Matthew 10, 31 for us this day. If you would, please join me in these words. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning, church. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, a, a theme this morning, one of them is you, your mighty presence, Lord, your glory, your grace, your mercy, being a mighty fortress for us, the church, for us as believers, for us, O oh God, seeking Christ daily. Lord, in our walk of life, Lord, we all know that we can walk this earth, live this life, Lord, our own way. But it will only take us so far, Lord, before we trip, before we stumble, before we fall, before we sin and turn our hearts against you. The very truth of your word shows us that, Lord. It's a teaching moment, Lord, for us all to see ourselves in your word, to see ourselves in the truth of your word and how life with you, a relationship with you brings life, abundant life. It brings us, Lord, to a truth and a spiritual clarity that no other person, no other being can grant us but you and you alone. So, Lord, let us seek your truth each and every day because the world has its own truth and it's very contrary to what your word says. So I pray in the name of Jesus that we are immersing ourselves in your truth, that is your word, that we are praying ourselves, Lord, into your truth, that is your word, that we can stand upon your truth, that is your word. For scripture is clear, it's the truth that will ultimately set us free set us free from the bondage of slavery uh, to sin. Set us free, O oh God, from the old self into the new man. Lord, there is freedom in Jesus Christ. When we let you, the great mighty fortress, Lord, speak truth, not just into our ears, but into the ears of our hearts. Bless us this day. Bless us always, for we want and desire to seek you. We lift up the name of Jesus and pray this model prayer together, now saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So church, I am turning now to the book of Matthew, the 10th chapter, verses 21, excuse, excuse me, 27 through 31. Jesus is teaching us about fear, fear of the Lord. So I'm going to ask, because this is red-lettered, the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus, if you would, please stand out of respect for our Savior and His teaching. It says this, Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen, and you may be seated. So, church, we are picking up right where we uh, left off from uh, last Sunday, just a, a few uh, verses beforehand. Uh, we were uh, speaking uh, about the life and the teaching ministry of Jesus Christ, and we are, are picking that up uh, once again. Uh, what I want you to know about this text is something that uh, is very valuable very key for our Christian life, something that, that we need to hear and just take in and absorb as though we are just a, a, a sponge soaking up spiritual truth and spiritual water. And, and it's this, that Jesus in this moment, like he did in his ministry throughout uh, the four gospels, he is preaching, he is teaching truth. Okay. Jesus is teaching truth. That is something that I want us to know and to hear, and I want to be very clear about that. Jesus is teaching truth. But here's the thing. In his manner of teaching truth, when we are reading this scripture and, and scriptures like it, okay, this truth that Jesus is teaching, okay, seems a bit confusing, is it not, okay? Um, as a matter of fact, when, when he's teaching this, as I'm reading it, now these are just my own words here, uh, it seems like it's even coded, okay, and, and there needs... Uh, to be some 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 clarity, some explanation uh, as to what Jesus is teaching uh, and the certain truth that he's teaching. So I, I wanted to take this this time, uh, this sermon, to to unpack, to explain some truth that we all need to hear and certainly grow from, because it does seem 
somewhat coded. So, so let's, let's unpack the text here. So Jesus is teaching the fear of God. It's very direct, very straightforward in that way. But, but what does that mean? So let's, let's pick up with verse 27 here, okay, right from the top. These are Jesus' words. He's saying, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Okay, Let, let's unpack that for a moment. So, so when Jesus is speaking of the dark, okay, that, think of it like this, that when Jesus was with the apostles, when he was teaching the apostles, a lot of what he was teaching them, a lot of what he was sharing with them, they did not understand, okay? Or, in fact, they missed understood. It, it wasn't until Jesus had, uh, that Jesus died and that he rose again and that he ascended into heaven, then those revelations began to make sense. So when you think of the dark, okay, think of, hey, you're giving, you're given information and you're not fully understanding it. It's misunderstood. You're literally in the dark about it. You just don't quite get it, okay? But also, you can think of the dark, okay, or the dark time of the day as a certain time of day, okay, when, for instance, secrets are shared. Scripture is clear about uh, for instance, Nicodemus coming to Jesus, not during the day, but during the nighttime at dark. He's doing it in secret. So Jesus is saying, whatever I tell you in the dark, whatever I tell you one-on-one, -on -one, maybe during uh, the nighttime, okay, what I'm going to tell you now might in fact be mis understood. But watch this. He says, speak in the light. Now think of the light as perfect understanding. Think of the light as, hey, you know what? I don't understand it now because it was given to me in the dark and there's some misunderstanding, but in the light later on, or literally the time of day that is light, I better understand it. In the life of Jesus, this basically means this, that Jesus was teaching, okay, and a lot of what he shared with people, they were in the dark about until his resurrection and ascension, and it brought light into the life of his followers and those that carried on his work. So light and dark here. He continues to say, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops, okay? Let me speak about housetops and the area of the world where uh, housetops are important. So during Bible times in the Middle East right now, actually the rooftop, okay, the housetop was a very important place for people that had a living space, a dwelling area. That was often the place that folks would 
um, would lounge. They would, in fact, uh, bathe on the housetops. It was cooler on the housetop outside. As a matter of fact, that was also uh, a place where literal <laughs> uh, gossip was shared from one housetop to the next, but communication in general was shared from the housetop. So Jesus is saying, what you don't understand now because you're in the dark, speak it in the light. You will understand it after I die and rise and will ascend. And what you hear in the ear, preach then on the housetops because that was a place where you could literally get people's attention and where they in fact congregated. Let me continue then with verse eight, uh, 28. And do not fear, ooh, let's hold on to that word. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay, we're speaking about truth here, okay? Remember that. That is a key theme here, truth, okay? The word fear, I've preached on this before, okay? To fear the Lord, it doesn't mean that you and I literally are walking on eggshells, that God is going to zap us, God can do that. God is all-powerful. He's almighty. But the interpretation of fearing the Lord, remember this, means respect and revere. To respect, to revere. To respect and to revere. Now watch this. I'm going to use the words respect and revere instead of the word fear. That's what it means, fear. But just listen to how it sounds when I replace respect and revere instead of fear. Verse 28, and do not respect or revere those who kill the body. Did you hear that? But cannot kill the soul. But rather respect or revere, fear, him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Basically, that's saying this, that we need to give the utmost reverence and respect to the Lord God Almighty, who is so powerful that he ultimately is the one who controls our destiny, heaven or hell the only person. No man can do that. No human idol can do that. Only Yahweh, only Jehovah God has that kind of power, has that kind of control, okay? That's who we need to give our praise and our honor and our glory to. So, this begs the question here, okay? Verse 28, let me read it again. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear, respect, or revere him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. This begs the question, and it's simply this, okay? 
Who are we fearing? Who are we giving our utmost respect and reverence to then? Let's ponder that. Let's wrestle with that. Let's really think about that. Who are we ultimately fearing? Who are we respecting and revering? Who are we lifting up on high? Is it God? Is it Jehovah God? Or is it man? That's something that the church needs to always, always ask itself. Who are we revering? Who are we ultimately respecting? God or man? And here's why we need to ask ourselves this, okay? This is very important. This is very key. If you've got pen and paper, this is the why. I want you to write this down. And this is God's truth right here. Why do we need to be asking ourselves, who are we ultimately revering, respecting? Why do we need to be teaching this to our children and to our grandchildren? Here's the why, and this is God's truth. In times of suffering, in times of confusion, in times of waiting, okay, let me say this again. In times of confusion, in times of suffering, in times of waiting, okay, you and I can grow. Listen now. You and I can grow and not just grunt our way through it. You and I can win and not just wither. You and I can trust the truth of God's Word. Let me say that again. You and I can ultimately trust the truth, the promises of God's Word. We can, in fact, stand upon even that truth. Here it is. Listen to verse 30. It says it all. This is Jesus again, not your preacher. This is Jesus. Verse 30 but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Who numbered them? Not man, but God. Do not fear. There it is. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Jesus is saying, hey, look, these sparrows, these birds... They're bought cheap, and they come cheap. If I bring tension, attention to them, if I bring attention to them that I am caring for them, what greater value does man have, okay? Much more value, much more value. What I want you to do, church, is hear it again, verse 30 and 31. In times of suffering, in times of waiting, in times of confusion, we need, with a laser-like focus and faith, bring ourselves here. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. God numbered them. Do not fear. 
There it is. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Listen, church. Listen to God's truth. Don't let it just go into your ear. Don't let it just stay in the headspace. Let it go to the heart space. Let it go to the soul space. And let it be that comfort that you can lean on. Let it be that comfort that will bring you great clarity during times of suffering, of waiting, and of confusion. And then what we can do, church, is model that for others. We can get on, as Scripture says, our own rooftops and proclaim, hey, you don't have to stay in this pit of despair. There's hope. Hey, you're not alone in your confusion. You're not alone in your suffering. You're not alone in your waiting. God is with you, and so am I. We believe in a God who is able and who is awesome. Listen to God's truth, and it will set you free. Let me pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your words are clear as you speak truth. Multiple times in this text, O oh God, the words are used, do not fear. Lord, it's easy, so very easy, to be crippled by fear. It's so very easy to be defeated by fear. It's so very easy, oh God, to be held back and to literally be buried in fear. But today's a new day that you give us, and your word is clear. Those three words that I want you, O oh God, to plant the seed of your gospel into our hearts. Do not fear. God is able. God is awesome. Let us listen to that truth and live it. In your name we pray. Amen.